GM and welcome to the 99Blocks Crypto Podcast. Let's talk about the merge. Since almost two years, Ethereum not only has its main chain, it also has another blockchain called the Beacon Chain, formerly also known as ETH2. The Beacon Chain introduced staking to Ethereum. So while the main chain uses proof of work as a consensus mechanism, just like Bitcoin, The Beacon Chain uses Proof-of-Stake and the merge is about Ethereum adapting Proof-of-Stake and getting rid of Proof-of-Work. It's the biggest update in the history of Ethereum. And if all of this sounds like gibberish to you, here's an explanation what all of this means. As you know, a blockchain is decentralized. In contrast to the ledger of a bank or the database of companies like Facebook or Google. In a blockchain, the data is not controlled by a single party, but by a multitude of participants. And the entries, mainly transactions, are stored in blocks. And in order to decide who of the participants is allowed to add the next block, in proof of work, a computational puzzle needs to be solved. That requires computer hardware, a lot of hardware, because competition is high. And these calculations are the work that is done, hence the name Proof-of-Work. Proof-of-Stake, on the other hand, doesn't require a lot of computational resources. Instead, the participants need to stake some coins, in this case 32 Ether, in order to be validators. One advantage of of Proof-of-Stake is less energy consumption. And a possible disadvantage is that it may be more vulnerable because of centralization of the staked Ether. Because currently 60% are staked with only four pools, with Binance, Coinbase, Kraken and Lido. And this concentration can lead to censorship. For example, right now, after the sanctions of Tornado Cash, it turned out that Ethermine, which is the largest Ethereum miner, stopped including Tornado Cash transactions in the blocks. This is censorship on-chain, and it shows that centralization is a very real threat. Because until now it was said that big public blockchains like Ethereum are censorship-resistant and can't be stopped by anyone, including the governments. Well, now we see that one sanction of one protocol leads to big platforms confirming to the sanctions and controlling which transactions can be done or can't be done. And that's not the resilient decentralized network that the cypherpunks envisioned. In this context, Coinbase has to be mentioned. They are funding a lawsuit to fight the sanctions against Tornado Cash. And I think it's good to see that some of the big players walk the walk. So kudos to Coinbase. All right, back to the merge. So Ethereum will be switching from proof of work to proof of stake. And at this point, all the millions of mining PCs, which are in gigantic warehouses and that have been used to mine Ethereum, are no longer needed. So what will the miners do? They can't mine Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is mined on specific hardware called ASICs. So some of them might switch to mining other currencies, like for example Ethereum Classic. And some others might make use of the graphic cards for applications like cloud computing or artificial intelligence, but the demand is dropping. And dropping as well is the stock price of graphic card producer NVIDIA, 
which collapsed from $700 last year to $140 now. Okay, but what does the merge mean for you if you have invested in Ethereum? There are no precautions you need to take. The Ether in your wallet will remain there and all the transaction history will remain intact. For you as a holder, nothing will change. The fees and the transaction speed will remain the same, at least for now. Other updates in the future, like for example charting, will improve the speed and the fees. And I think this is it for a basic overview of the merge, which will happen around September 14th or 15th, or has happened depending on when you are listening to this. I'll leave it at that, talk to you next time and GM. Yeah.